Lady Samus is under fire. She sent an emergency directive. Join the fight. Calling all Metroid fans. If you've been dying for a Metroid podcast to listen to on the road to Metroid Prime 4, you're in luck. Introducing the Omega Metroid Podcast, the only weekly Metroid show on the internet. Join Andy Spiteri of the Champions Cast and esports personality Dakota the Rapture Lasky as they explore the world of Metroid and talk Samus, Space Pirates, and Nintendo every Tuesday. Finally, a show for Metroid fans by Metroid fans. Subscribe on Podbean and iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Omega Metroid Pod. See you next mission. Welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined as always by Allison Aletha. Al, how you doing today? Um, you know, I'm pretty chill today. Just, uh, just enjoying. It's my, you know, it was really, really hot this last week, and I hated it. Hate hot weather. Don't like it. Never want to be in it again. But it's like chilled out, so I'm enjoying it, and it's yeah, having a chill day. How are you doing? I'm about the same. It was it was hot uh, as hot could be for the last week here, and uh, it's it's kind of chilled out here as well. It's like a little bit overcast, which is nice. Um, so yeah, that that's been good. Uh, otherwise, I am I'm pretty good. I just finished actually playing uh, new Pokemon Snap, which was kind of a nice little jaunt into the the Lentil region. Kind of a nice relaxing game. So I had I had some fun with that. Aww. I've been I've been wondering about it. I haven't quite I haven't quite bit the bullet with that one. Instead, I've been replaying a lot of Age of Calamity. So, uh, well, there there you go. That's probably the more um, that's probably the more pertinent game to be playing since we're since we're going to be playing Age of Calamity DLC in uh, what is it eight days at E three. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, so yeah, we are. This is like the calm before the storm like i feel like everything is still right now but next week is going to just absolutely pop off it's going to explode and allison we should we should go over because we have a lot of information here before we actually get to our show we have a lot of information that we need to go over and tell people exactly where they can hear us on e3 and uh and what they and what they can win uh, hearing us at E3, so let's start with uh, with the very with the very exciting, very big news. So we, Allison and I, actually have created our own Twitch channel, Champions Cast, over on Twitch TV. So that is going to be a thing where we are going to be uh, we're going to be live streaming the um, the E3 direct or our reactions post E3 direct rather. Um, we're going to be doing a few streams here and there where we've got a game that we've been meaning to play forever together. So we're going to be streaming that, um, we're, you know what, we, we might even start live streaming the podcast that we, that we do every week. So that's going to be exciting. You can see some of the bloopers and the, uh, the behind the scenes, if you will, of our streams. So that's going to be cool. Um, and yeah, just like really excited to, to launch this up, um, kind of, kind of as its own thing, you know, like we have a Zelda dungeon Twitch account, but, uh, that's mostly just bad streams from Mossies and him not being good at video games. So now you could come watch us not be good at video <laughs> games and talk about Zelda. So that's really cool. Allison did a lot of great work into this channel. So, um, yeah, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be a thing that we're doing and we're kicking it off. Our first stream is going to be one that I'm managing. So God help us all, but it's going to be uh, 10 AM Pacific at uh, the Champions Cast Twitch, and it's going to be our reactions to E3. Allison, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this too. Not only, you know, the reactions to E3, but our Twitch channel. Like, I'm super stoked that I'm surprised we haven't thought of this doing this sooner. And uh, so our first one will be the, the reactions to E3, which unfortunately, 
Um, I'm going to be at work, so that's just going to be weird. I'm going to have to figure out what room to go in so nobody can hear me for an hour. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and yeah, so that's going to be odd. And, but it, what, you know, what better way to christen our first, you know, stream than have something awkward happening, <laughs> you know? Yep. Yep. It, it is going to be weird because neither one of us are going to have webcams available. We're going to kind of be, uh, we're going to kind of be hiding away in, in little pockets, um, you know, just watching this direct and, and giving our reactions. So we would love to see you guys in uh, in the comments and just uh, hanging out with us. In fact, uh, we, we have something cool to announce here, Allison. If you are okay. if you are on Twitch and you go and you follow the Champions cast, you just click follow. This costs you nothing. You are going to get entered into a raffle to win some sweet, sweet champions cast merchandise that's right we got champions cast t-shirts coming down the pipe here they're not quite ready yet but uh in the next week or two these bad boys are going to be launched and you're going to be able to go to zeldadungeon.net and purchase some zelda dungeon and champions cast merchandise so there's going to be some really cool stuff there there is going to be uh the champions cast logo there's some really awesome pixel work that uh lulu shout out to lulu our social media manager did for um, the Champions cast. She made really cute pixel versions of Allison and I. There's also the classic designs. You've got the Talus Gym design from the 2019 Marathon. You have got the Mobbling Club and Canadian Nightmare uh, designs from the 2018 and 2019 Marathon, as well as a brand new Spateri 316 shirt. So you can go over, and uh, it's not ready quite yet, but it's going to be launching soon. You can go over and take your pick. If you are following the Champions cast, uh, from here to let's just say let's just say at E3 we'll pick a winner. But if you are following the Champions Cast uh, from now to E3, then uh, you're gonna get entered into a draw and you're gonna win your choice, whatever shirt you want. We'll hook you up and we'll get you styling and profiling in this new Champions Cast swag. So yes. all you gotta do, Twitch.tv/ChampionsCast, go follow. For sure. You know what? Can I add something that I just thought of, too? Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, obviously, we're going to be streaming, you know, a lot of podcast-related things. We're going to, you know, probably stream some games that we're going to be talking about on the podcast, that sort of thing. But if you guys have any ideas of things you would like us to do or whatever there, like, hit us up. Let us know in the, the Discord channel. Let us know over on Twitter. You know, I, I, I'm super, super excited about this. So I want to hear like what you guys want to see. Absolutely. Because as, as we all know, uh, I am horrible at Twitch. Like I'm just, I'm horrible at it. So if you got something that you want to see, uh, let us know, hit us up over on discord, hit us up over on Twitter and, uh, and, and you know what, just like, uh, drop your suggestions. But one more time, that is twitch.tv slash champions cast. Go and smash that follow button. You can win some sweet, sweet champions cast swag uh, by doing that. It's going to take you about two seconds. And um, you know what? The Zelda Dungeon Twitch account is also going to be hosting us. So if you are uh, just comfortable clicking on Zelda Dungeon, that'll take you right to our stream for E3. And we're not done there either because we're going to be streaming the, not even the week after Allison, like a couple days after. So E3, oh, yeah. E3 is going down on the 15th, of course. Uh, Nintendo's Nintendo Direct. So there is not going to be a new show next Monday. So you're going to have to wait until Tuesday. We're going to be live streaming uh, the E3. But I'm also going to be releasing it in traditional podcast form after the fact. So if you're if you're at work and you can't watch the, the stream live, don't worry about it. We got you covered. It's going to be coming later that day. Um... But there's going to be no episode on Monday. It's going to be on Tuesday. And I think that's worth the wait. But, uh, man, the Sunday, right after, we have Linktober Zelda Creator Con. And that's coming in hot and heavy. And we're going to be live streaming again at uh, twitch.tv slash championscast. And we are going to be uh, bringing back the triumphant Guess That Zelda tune. I think tons of people had a lot of fun with this the first time. Uh, we're going to be bringing it back and you know what? We're not going to be releasing this in traditional podcast form for at least a couple weeks. So if you want to check it out, you got to come over to twitch.tv slash championscast and watch it live. It's going to be going down at about 6 or 7 o'clock central time. 
The schedule is uh, is subject to final changes, of course, right now. But we'll let you know during E3 when exactly that's going down. We have a special guest lined up, so that's going to be cool. And we're going to be giving away some prizes. Again, some shirts, uh, some autographed CDs. So you definitely want to come in and hang out with us. Guess that Zelda tune is coming back. We have a special guest, and uh, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, I'm excited for that, too. I think we're... Uh... You know, not only us uh, who are going to be streaming and recording are going to be playing the game, but we want you guys to play along with us in the chat. Only Andy and I won't be able to be paying attention, but maybe we'll have Lulu or somebody monitoring, and, you know, you guys could win some fun prizes. So you definitely have to show up. Absolutely. So the way it's going to work, there's going to be... There's going to be Allison as player one, Andy's player two, our guest is player three, and then the chat is player four. So if player four guesses the tune before player one two or three then we're gonna stack up your points whoever has the most points at the end is, is gonna win some swag so um that's gonna be a lot of fun and uh, i think we're gonna have uh, a really really good time with that because we had a great time with the first guess that zelda tune it was kind of a <laughs> it was kind of a, a mess with all the youtube ads but i think that that just actually made it a little bit more fun so i'm really looking forward to yeah. this <laughs> that is going to be the 20th um, again, the final time, we're still nailing down the schedule on Linktober's side. So it's going to be at about 6 or 7 Central. We'll let you know next week. I think the, the schedule will be finalized. But yeah, that's going to be uh, really fun. And then, like I said, we're not going to we're not going to release that for a few weeks. So if you want to get in on the fun, you want to get in on the action, you got to show up live. Twitch.tv slash ChampionsCast. Uh, it's going to be a really great time. And we're going to have a regular episode for you uh with some e3 follow-up that monday as well so we are busy 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 over the next couple weeks here l yeah for sure but you know i enjoy it i i like staying busy so and what what better way than doing talking about stuff that we love right absolutely absolutely um and man it just doesn't stop after that because skyward sword hd is right around the oh, corner I'm so excited. I was talking to a few people that were like, oh, I hate the motion controls, but uh, I might give this one a try. And, and I'm all about that. I love that. So I'm really excited for that. And of course, we're going to we're going to get deep into that when it comes out. But uh, we got to get through E3 first. And I I feel confident. I know that you're a Debbie Downer, a non-believer, Al. But I feel <laughs> confident that we are going to see Breath of the Wild 2 in uh, in eight short days. I mean, I wouldn't call it Debbie Downer. I'm just keeping my expectations low. That way, you know, if I have this strong feeling about that, when they actually do it, I will be super stoked and surprised. Well, I guess that's that's one way to put it. Um, but I, I am putting my neck out there, and I, I have said for sure that we are going to see Breath of the Wild 2. It's actually it's kind of funny because I was, um, I was talking to some guys in the Omega Metroid Discord, and everyone there seems to think Breath of the Wild 2 is, like, 100% guaranteed lock. So it's kind of funny how, like, the Zelda fans are a little bit more cautious. And there's there's a lot of people saying, like, no, I, we're not going to see it. Just because I think they don't want to get hurt again, you know? Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. But if you're in a different fandom, it's, like, a different story. Um, by the way. It doesn't matter if it does. doesn't matter if it doesn't. By the way, uh, I am going to be, as soon as I'm done... With the Champions cast over on Tuesday on the 15th, uh, I'm going to be hitting up Omega Metroid for some similar live reactions. And uh, it's either going to be really depressing or it's going to be really fun because there may or may not be a new <laughs> Metroid game announced. Um, so yeah, you can make sure that you're uh, that you're checking that out as well if you're a Metroid fan. Uh, we'll, we'll have some cool stuff for you there as well. But Al, we've been shilling for quite a while here. So let's... Uh, Let's get to the meat and potatoes of today's episode. Of course, like I said, eight days away from E3. What better time to look back at the highs and at the lows of the Legend of Zelda series over the years at E3. And you know what? I just kind of wanted to to reminisce and and relive some of, some of the highs, particularly the highs over the last, uh, I don't know, 20 years that E3 has been around. So um, I compiled a list of some of my favorite E3 memories. I have a list of some of my least favorite E3 memories, and we can just kind of go back and forth between them, and then um, we'll take some fan predictions, I guess, and fan... I, I asked everybody over on Twitter, what's your favorite, 
and least favorite E3 memories, what's your prediction? So we'll kind of read through those too. But uh, yeah, let's. I figure let's just have some fun before the big day, and let's relive some of the highs and some of the lows. So what do you want to start with, Al? Do you want to start with a low, or do you want to start with a high? Um, let's start with let's start with a high. I think, and I I'm actually I'm kind of excited to talk about this because there's there's not a lot of E3s that I've been actively like you know, involved in or watched, like, at the time of. So yeah. I'm kind of excited to talk about this and see, get some hopes up for this upcoming E3. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, well, let's start, let's start with a high. Do you want to, do you want to kick us off or do you want me to get going here? Uh, you go for it. All right, well, let's just start with the most recent E3 high. Um, you know, I was actually tempted to roll all of this into one big bundle, but I decided that this last E3 that we had was so exceptional that I'm going to, I'm actually going to uh, segregate it into their own little sections here. But of course, one of the biggest highs from E3 in recent memory was the culmination of E3 2019. The, the famous One More Thing uh, came across and we got <laughs> the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer which we have been analyzing uh, for two years now, if you can believe it. It's been two years of analyzing this trailer. But man, at the time, what a moment. I just didn't think that that would be um, something that we were going to see. It seemed way too soon to be seeing the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild was only, man, it was only two years old at that two. point. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it just, it seemed like something completely out of left field. I thought it might be more DLC, actually. But nope. The sequel to Breath of the Wild is now in development. Uh, what a, a great trailer, a great moment, and really the 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 cherry on top of a great E3 from Nintendo. That was a loaded E3 from Nintendo. You had the, the Banjo-Kazooie reveal for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. You had Luigi's Mansion. You had Pokemon Sword and Shield. You, you had, like, so much good stuff from Nintendo, and I intentionally left out one game there, but... This was really just like the, you know, the cherry on top of the on top of the cake. This was awesome, and it was such a great moment, and something that re like reverberated around our community and and really just the internet in general. So, yeah, tough tough to beat this high. Yeah, I would agree, and this is definitely one of the one of the few that I've been a part of. And like, even though once again I was at work, I mean, okay, let's let's take a break for a second and talk about Nintendo's decision making skills for when they <laughs> when they are doing their E three directs. Horrible. Because ah, uh, come on, you're killing me. I I just uh, I'm gonna be at work. I'm gonna be like kind of half looking at my phone while like typing and pretending that I'm actually working and stuff just come on like I I I need to I need them to do it at a time where they can have my full undivided attention so yeah in 2019 once again I was at work and I watched the whole their whole presentation and I was pretty hyped about some other stuff but like you said like I I, I love it when they do this too it's like they, there was no hints whatsoever that they were going to show anything related to breath of the wild let alone like something of that caliber of zelda related you know what i mean yeah. so when they when they showed that first like uh scene with like the heartbeat and like those little green filters where everybody was just like what is this you know so but then you get to see the rest of it it's creepy i swear to god for the rest of the day i watched that clip for at least 30 something times analyzing every single second and I was talking to my my own discord about it and I'm sure I was annoying the hell out of them because I was literally nitpicking everything so excited just about what could possibly be and um it kind of got uh at least into my brain but I'm sure a lot of people's brain the fast turnaround kind of reminded me of like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask turnaround right so it made me hopeful that they were kind of doing a similar situation where they were using the same engine, just kind of a different story. So that's why they were able to turn it around so fast. So and then, you know, obviously stuff happened in the world. But yeah, that was like super hype inducing. And I would agree that w that's hard to beat. It's actually funny that you say that, because at the time, I think that was kind of what a lot of people were we're likening it to is, is the Majora's Mask to Breath of the Wild's Ocarina of Time. But 
from from 2017 when Breath of the Wild came out to let's just let's just presume that this game comes out in March 2022. Let's just throw that out there. Uh, five years is actually one of the longest times in between games, like mainline Zelda games, if you think about that, which is kind of funny. Yeah. I do remember when I first started with Zelda Dungeon, I was like, wow, the last game we had was Skyward Sword. Like, when are we going to start seeing more of this Breath of the Wild stuff? And, uh, well, of course, at the time, it wasn't Breath of the Wild, but this new Zelda game. And, yeah, it was like, it was a number of years, you know, 2011 to 2017. Uh That's a good chunk of time. So, nobody, when you get Breath of the Wild, you're not thinking, oh, we're going to see hints at another game in two years. Nobody was thinking that. Yeah, and so for reference, let's let's stick with that 2022 release. That'll be in the same time from Twilight Princess to Skyward Sword. Um, but Matt, you go before that, and like from Twilight Princess to The Wind Waker was only I want to say three years. From Wind Waker to Majora's Mask was three years. Uh, Majora's Mask to Ocarina of Time was two years. Ocarina of Time to Link to the Past was five years. So yeah, this is gonna be up there for one of the biggest waits between like major entries now, which is kind of funny. Because it, it really did seem like yeah. it was going to be, like, quick. It was coming out quickly. I, I mean, obviously, you know, the world happened. But I, I think even without that, we wouldn't have got this game in 2020. Like no. like some people I, were predicting. I, <laughs> uh, I, I definitely wasn't one of those people who was predicting it would be out in 2020. But, you know, I'm, I, I'm really glad that that's something we got. And I think it was something that helped us get through the last year. You know, because we were super excited about it. We were like, we know this is on horizon. Obviously, stuff is going on, but it's still there. It's still the light at the end of the tunnel. And now we're pretty close to the end of that tunnel with our, with, uh, you know, two years later, E3 coming up. So while I don't think we're going to see it, I'm still hopeful. Like, I'm still really hoping that we will. Uh, yeah. I, well, we are going to see it. So that's okay. We're going to see it. <laughs> it's going to be unveiled and it's going to be awesome um so let's move on to the second up if you will of the of the same year and that is the link's awakening booth and i wanted to specifically shout out this booth because i thought that this was like so 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 well done um it's it's easy to kind of forget that link's awakening was was at e3 this year because obviously breath of the wild 2 like completely overshadowed it but and Link's Awakening was coming out in September of that year, so like three three months away from when uh, when E three was going on, um, and they had this awesome handmade booth of like the 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 toy I guess aesthetic, like the little diorama aesthetic, and they made Mabe Village, um, they made I I think that they might have made the entirety of Coholent. I don't think they made the entirety actually. Now that I'm saying that, but they made like at least Mabe Village and the beach. It looked really really cute. They had Marin, they had Link, they had uh, Bow Wow. It was like, it was so adorable and there was so much effort put into it. I thought that it it really made, um, it just really kind of made Link's Awakening look like an A-plus game for Nintendo. Even though they probably knew that, you know, Breath of the Wild 2 later was going to overshadow it. I just thought that the, the actual booth on the floor of E3 just looked really, really fantastic. It, it was kind of one of those things like, I think at that point, Link's Awakening mostly had sold itself. Like you don't, re- there wasn't really a whole lot much else to see about the game other than like we knew th- we knew what the graphics were. We knew that there was this new chamber dungeon thing, um, and and really it was just kind of time to remind people that it's coming out in a couple months and that they could go buy it. But I really did love the uh, the booth that they made. It was super cute, um, and yeah, I I don't know. I just I thought that this was like just a really great look for. Link's Awakening because it would have been really easy I think to say like you know this is uh this is a title it's coming out it doesn't really need any more marketing there's it you know, we know it's going to perform well so we don't really need to put a lot behind it I think that would have been easy to do but they didn't do that and they they put a lot of steam into it so I always really liked it Yeah and um it it was something that also got me super excited for Link's Awakening coming out on the Switch because once again, I hadn't. That was one of the Zelda games that I hadn't played at the time. So um, 
I was already super stoked about um, being able to play Remade new on the Switch, the cute, super adorable art style, and I was I was ready for it. So seeing seeing all that, it's just you know it only solidified the fact. And I think they did a really good job too because they were following up, um, you know, Breath of the Wild, and having and what one of my highs that we'll talk about later. They're the show floor for Breath of the Wild, so they were following up that, but. If you consider their success for Breath of the Wild, they had so many new fans that they had to cater to. And so remaking an old game and kind of showcasing it like that um, to kind of, you know, bring in those new fans even more, um, you know, as well as the old fans. Obviously, the old fans were loving and digging it. But, you know, it was something that they were, I think they marketed well because they had such a new audience to encapture and entrance with you know, this game that was older, much, much older than the game they started with. And, you know, I, I think they did well with that, too. So I I really liked it um, as a new person coming into Link's Awakening. And I'm sure a lot of new fans also liked it. Yep. Yep. I, I thought that it was really well done uh, as a, you know, as a fan of the original Link's Awakening. Um, I thought that it, I thought that it was great. And like I said, it made it look like kind of a big deal. So I really like to see that. Um, let's go over. Let's just get this out of the way. Let's talk about one of the lows from Zelda from E3. And I feel like <laughs> I feel like we have talked about this ad nauseum, but it's it's really hard. This might be synonymous with a lot of people. I think before 2016, when they thought of Zelda at E3, they probably thought E3 2010 Skyward Sword Charlie Foxtrot. No. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, like everything that could have went wrong did go wrong in this i guess the stage didn't blow up or set on fire that could have been pretty bad but you know figuratively speaking this was about as bad as you could go before property started self-destructing or people started being in <laughs> harm's way um right we all know the story the sensor the ar sensors were were mangled by all the phones and stuff like that so nothing nothing that link was supposed to be doing in skyward sword actually worked i have talked about this before i think that this really to this day, just like really put a stench on Skyward Sword that a lot of people never got out of their mouth. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think that it really hindered Skyward Sword in a big way. Obviously, the release and when Skyward Sword came out on the Wii's life cycle was probably the most to blame. But I think that this was a big factor. It was, uh, it was really unfortunate because, you know, as you and I would tell anyone that would listen... There's a fantastic game there. It's just that this was the first impression that it made. And it was really unfortunate that, you know, this happened. Yeah. And I, I, as I've mentioned before, this isn't something that I saw live or ever until like a year ago when we really started talking about it. So for me and for people, like a lot of people like me, it's probably a good thing that they missed it because um, when I got back into the Zelda scene in the Zelda community I gave Skyward Sword a chance like right away this was 2013 ish and I loved it and it was already two years old at that point so I missed all the negative like stuff that was said about it that that they saw at the E3 I missed all of that so my my bias was very clear at that point so yeah I could just imagine you know as excited as I am um, at, at E3 now, I could just imagine myself sitting at work and just being like, oh, man, it's falling apart. Like, man, this new Zelda game is not looking that great because they're messing up. And I could just totally see myself have, being super bummed, not only because the game didn't look good, but because, you know, <laughs> I love the I love the Nintendo guys and I would hate to see them uncomfortable and struggling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they and they looked uncomfortable, all right. They looked. <laughs> oh, I I will never forget Bill Trinan on stage, look, looking at his boss. She, you know, the legendary Shigeru Miyamoto. Nothing is working, and Miyamoto looks over at Bill Trinan, and this this poor guy looks like he wants to run to the nearest bar and order like six double whiskey sours and drink them as fast as he can. <laughs> he, Aww. I felt so bad for this guy, but yeah, it, it was. You know, it was unfortunate, and uh, we'll talk a lot more about Skyward Sword and its its path to redemption in the public eye, but I'm really, you know, that was one of the reasons why I was so glad that this game is, you know, getting a second shot in the form of HD, because I, 
It was tough to make a worse first first impression than what it did back in uh, 2010. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, but you know what they say when you hit bottom? You can only go up. There's, yep, nowhere to go but up. So, and I feel like they did for sure. I mean, if you if it's uh, okay with you, I'm gonna give one of my highlights. Sure. My my E3 highs. So, this was um, 2016. Uh, and that's when they had, um, you know, we had out all the delay news about Breath of the Wild and, I, well, Zelda NX at the time. And, uh, you know, everybody was, like, sitting on the edge of the seat wondering if we were going to hear anything more about it. And, and then they, they had, you know, they talked about it and had the trailer. And it was epic. And once again, I was watching it at work. But the floor that they had w- with for that um, was, like, just amazing like so um like knock it out of the park it was so cool they had giant bokoblin statues and like this cool figure of like life-size figure of link you know leaping up with the bow and they they had tree they They built like a great plateau mini that people could walk in yeah it was great that was so cool like i i'm super hopeful that they get super into it again like that and i'm pretty sure that 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 e3 um I don't, I don't remember, you know, it's obviously been like five years, but, um, I don't think they talked much about any other Nintendo games. I think they were pretty solely focused on Breath of the Wild. Yeah. So, so let me set the table here and give context to that because at the time, uh, we were still in like the darkest of Wii U eras and that was a dark time for Nintendo. Like that, that was a dark, dark, dark time. Um, the Wii U was their worst console ever by far uh sales wise and probably a lot of other ways but like that was a bad time for nintendo and they had nothing else for the wii u they had nothing and i don't believe at this point they had specifically said that breath of the wild will launch on the nx maybe they had maybe they hadn't yet but everybody knew that it was coming but i don't know if they had specifically said that or not what we did know was that this game had been delayed and it was not only delayed about a year and, and a bit earlier, but like it was delayed and went dark. Like there was nothing going, no information about this game. And at E3 2016, a couple days before, or maybe not even a couple days, maybe a few weeks, they had said, listen, there are no other games coming out for the Wii U. Our, en- <laughs> oh my gosh. our entire show is going to be based on Zelda. Think about that. Yes. I Their entire yeah. show was based on one game and somehow they, man, they knocked it out of the park. They went all in on this game. I, I continually say that Breath of the Wild might be the most important game that Nintendo ever released. And this is exactly why, because everything else was tanking. It was tanking. And if they don't have Breath of the Wild uh, to launch the Switch with, to make that a success... Man, we could be playing Zelda on our PlayStation 5 right now. Like, that's... Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, that that was the dire straits that Nintendo was in with the Wii U era. The Wii U was just abysmal. But, you know, they, they pulled it out. This amazing booth. Uh, just... Oh, God, it looks so good. With all the... Like, with all of the, the grass and the trees and, and whatnot. Um, the trailer... The subtitle was finally revealed. It had yep. a really good trailer, as we talked about a few weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a really, you know, it, it really sold you on the next Zelda game. So it was, yeah, this for is sure. definitely a high for sure. They also had like the demo, all those demo booths yep. that, um, people were lining up for days. Like it went on for a couple days, those lines, uh, to play, you know, 20 minutes of the great plateau. And I, I loved like reading stuff online and like on Reddit or whatever, where people who got to play it were like, "Yeah, I tried to figure out how to get off the Great Plateau," or I they they tell they kind of try and guide you cer- through certain things. And I was like, "No, nah, I'm gonna go do my own thing." Or somebody was like, uh, "Somebody on our team, I don't remember," but they were like, they came across the talus on the Great Plateau, and the Nintendo worker was like, "No, you're not gonna be able to beat it." And they're like, "Yeah, watch me." And they took the whole 20 minutes fighting a talus to, uh, you know, for their whole demo. It's just pretty, I think that's pretty cool. All those people that got to experience that first, like, demo, I'm so jealous. Mm-hmm. That that sounds like an awesome time. Yeah, oh, God, that would have been good. I'm pretty sure uh, Rod Lloyd was there that year, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, yeah that would have been, been cool. Um, I'm going to segue from that into a down, actually, 
because mm. they're kind of connected. But, so as I just mentioned, um, Breath of the Wild and the Wii U. So the Wii U era was was a dark, dark time. And that was kind of like the light at the end of the tunnel was Breath of the Wild, right? Or Zelda Wii U, as we knew it at the time. It was revealed at the... I want to say it was E3 2014. Maybe it was a Nintendo Direct, but it was revealed in 2014. And it said it would be releasing in 2015. And so everyone naturally assumed that it's like, hey, we are going to see Zelda Wii U at E3 2015. It's going to be revealed and maybe it'll release in like November. And that's pretty cool. And a few weeks before E3 2015, Nintendo Mm. delays Breath of the Wild. And they're just like, we're delaying it and we're not going to show it at E3 because we don't want to show anything that's not like six to nine months away from releasing. And that just absolutely killed E3 2015 for Nintendo. So this is like kind of a Zelda slash Nintendo down for E3. It's a down for Nintendo because of Zelda, if that makes sense. But I remember watching yeah, the, the E3 from 2015. And you know what? There was actually some okay stuff there. There was like, remember Reggie was kind of like a Muppet in that show and transformed into like Star Fox because they were showing Star Fox Zero and like they had Mario Maker. But like this whole show was just like deader than Kelsey's nuts during during the the whole thing. Just it, because Zelda was not there and it had it had no chance. It had no chance to come to life. Everybody watching this was like so deflated and nothing they could have done was going to resuscitate it. I remember watching this show and it was, it was, it was rough. It was really rough. I was going to say that um, I do remember when uh, they came out and announced the delay. That was like in my early, early start with Zelda Dungeon. So I think it was like April and they came out with their announcement. They're like, hey, you know, we're working really hard on this game, but it's being delayed. And and thinking back at E3 of 2015, I don't remember a thing. I can't, I couldn't tell you. Like that Reggie thing, don't remember it. Um, But I, I don't think that's necessarily like... If, if you're just, like, a regular Nintendo fan and you're not, like, super into, like, super devoted as we are to a certain game, you probably thought that E3 was fine. But because we were, you know, we're super hardcore Zelda fans and we were super excited for this new uh, game, you know, to hear that it was being delayed and we now we're not expecting it at E3, yeah, that, does, that definitely does put a damper and a shade on the whole show and I literally don't remember anything from it. You know what? I, I disagree, actually. I think that if you were a Nintendo fan at all, this killed the show for you, this Zelda game being delayed. Because, like, like I, there was nothing for the Wii U. Like, think about... Think about the catalog of games that the Wii U had. And I don't mean to disparage the Wii U here. There are some fantastic titles that were on that system. But, like, there was never a big 3D Mario game, like an Odyssey or a Galaxy or something like that. There was never a big Legend of Zelda title. There was never a big Pokemon title. There was never a big uh, Metroid title. There was never, like, go down the list. And, like, there there were some gems, to be sure. There was Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. There was a new Xenoblade title. There was Mario Maker, which was unique, but like it didn't have that. It didn't have that game, you know. And yeah, and like this was this was that game. This was like the the A plus plus game. Like this is what people bought systems for, and um, it wasn't there. They took it away, and it was like, God, like this is our light at the end of the tunnel. Like we've been hoodwinked into buying this awful console with this cheap tablet, <laughs> and like. Yeah, there's some really fun games to play, but like there's there's no there's no killer IP on this title. I I truly believe that. I feel like people are going to hate on me for that, but like there wasn't. There just wasn't. And we I mean, we have the yeah. carrot and Nintendo has just yanked it away and it's gone. <laughs> That's depressing. To be fair, I I bought my Wii U because I saw it uh I was overseas at the time and I saw it in the BX and it was a combo like wind waker special edition wii u and i was like that's one of the parts that got me back into zelda and i was like you know what that looks really dope i'm gonna get that and so i did um so i mean i enjoyed wind waker and it and it did over the years become like my zelda machine because of virtual console and stuff 
But I get what you're saying. Like, they didn't have a lot. As much as they've had on the Switch for the last four years is probably more than they've ever had on the Wii U combined. Right. I mean, like, the biggest game for the Wii U that I can think of was, like, Mario 3D World. Which is, like, which is not the same. Which it's not the it. same <laughs> as, like, an Odyssey or, like, a Mario 64 or Sunshine. Like, yeah. it's just, it's not the same. It's, like, that's a B plus. Those games are A's. And the Switch didn't have an A-plus game. It, or uh, the, the Wii U, I'm sorry. The Switch has like a million A-plus games. The Wii U never had an A-plus game. I, I, I believe that. A lot of B-plus yeah. games, but it didn't have that A-plus game. And Breath of the Wild, Zelda Wii U was an A-plus game. Took it away. That show, good God, it was just... It was on life support. Because you knew that like... It's like, oh great, here comes a couple more B-plus games. But we... We're never getting that A game. This was Dwight Schrute realizing he will never be the manager of Dunder Mifflin. Oh, no. That's what this was. <laughs> that's the, anyway, that's that was depressing. a down. But let's, let's talk about an up. Let's talk, let's talk about an up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to this. We talked about this a few weeks ago on the trailer episode. E3 2004, Twilight Princess, what we think or what would go on to be Twilight Princess. This is just the, uh, this is just the initial like reaction uh, the initial trailer, like the swords will break, shields will shatter trailer. Uh, love it. I love the reaction. Grown men were crying. This is a great moment in, in Zelda history. One of the, uh, one, and again, this is one that I never saw live or anything, and I saw it mostly when we were doing our research for the trailers. But one of the videos that I really liked seeing was um, when, like, the stuff first started popping up on the screen and the audience just went absolutely nuts. Yeah. I don't know if it was the specific E3 audience or if it was, like, a showing somewhere, but, like, people were jumping up. There were men screaming. And, I, you know, it's, like, one of those moments that kind of give you goosebumps and you're just, like, smiling this big, dumb grin because it's so wholesome. Like that—that's what that moment was, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, absolutely, it was—it was fantastic, uh, which is ironic because years later, I—I I can't say that Twilight Princess is one of my favorites, but I do love—I <laughs> do love the reaction to to that trailer. It was absolutely amazing, goosebump-inducing, still to this day. Um, I also want to give a shout out to the guy that creeped me on Instagram. And sent me a message saying Ocarina of Time is ugly. I appreciate the effort that you took to do that. <laughs> uh, so shout out to you. <laughs> but yeah, that was That's that awesome. was a great moment, and that that also kind of follows actually a, a down moment that I feel like happened in the Zelda series, which was the year prior with, uh, or maybe it was E three two thousand two actually, um, when the Wind Waker was revealed, and the complete opposite reaction happened, and. Uh, you know, people were were all up in arms because it was a graphical style that maybe they weren't ready for, or they didn't understand, or you know, just uh, it it didn't hit after Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time. But uh, yeah, I, I just I remember the reaction that stuck around with that was unfortunately, uh, you know, not not the greatest, and it didn't really. I feel like it didn't put Zelda fans in the best light because it was very. Uh, I don't know immature maybe the reaction yeah yeah i mean i can i can get it i, I get it we too talked, like like we talked about this if you're shown something and then you are given something else it, it is it it is kind of like a bait and switch situation where you know like you were promised something well not necessarily promised but you were expecting something because of what you were shown and then you didn't get it and it was something weird and I, I understand. I when I was ten years old, I also didn't like <laughs> Wind Waker very much. I didn't see the I didn't see either of those situations, but I remember playing or seeing it right after playing Ocarina of Time for the first time, and I was like, "What is this nonsense? Like Ocarina of Time is far superior to this." But you know, obviously, I played it again in two thousand thirteen and loved it. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I, it, it's a little bit of a low mark, unfortunately, but I, I mean, I do think it all worked out. I think that if you ask people now, they would, you know, a lot of people are going to tell you that Wind Waker is, if not their favorite Zelda game, they at least really love the graphical art style of the Wind Waker. I do. I love that presentation. So, um, yeah, let's let's move on to, I feel like this high for the series doesn't get talked about, like, ever. 
But I want to talk about it. And it probably does get talked about because E3 was very different back then. E3, I'm going to combine the two of them, actually. E3, 1997 and 1998. Ocarina of Time. Um, first of all, there was a really awesome demo booth that was shown for Ocarina of Time. And there's like there's a Link uh, statue, I guess, that is shown. And it's like kind of the, the Ocarina of Time Link that we know. The logo is very different. It's actually the Link to the Past shield that is the logo instead mm-hmm. of like the the Hylian shield that would become the logo for Ocarina of Time. So that's very cool. Um, there wasn't like trailers necessarily so much as there was just like demos of the game. But going back and like watching the the early beta demo and like seeing this game and, and it's mostly done, but there are still some tweaks and changes that uh, you know they would they would fine tune before we got the game that we know and love. You can you can see like the early versions of like the Iron Knuckle fight, and there's just like a big skeleton there instead. I think that's supposed to be like a Stalfos. Um, there's extra horses running around in Hyrule Field. Uh, it's just like there's a lot of like really cool stuff in this in this trailer. Of course, you see like Castle Town and Kakariko and and everything like that, um, and it, it just looks like really it looks really cool. And I believe that you actually end up uh, fighting a Poe inside the temple of time or maybe it's not a poe um it could be something else but it's like it's something flying around or actually i'm sorry it just shifts to the phantom ganon fight it just like you got to go throw this in your youtube machine it's so cool it looks like so unreal to to watch this back then and compare it to the game that we ended up getting this is a really great time because i'm like with you know context is king here this was the big jump from 2d to 3d so it was uh it was showcased really well obviously went on to be really successful and uh just to, i wanted to to give a throwback high because you know e3 was still in its infancy at this point and uh you know not a lot of people talk about you know we talk about the big trailers and reactions and stuff and um you know even trailers have evolved since then and uh, e3 has certainly evolved since then so this was a really great throwback moment for me i'd like to say that i'm super glad i'm an adult while we're getting all these like where Nintendo's going all in and doing these like magnificent floors and trailers and all that kind of stuff. So I have the brain capacity to absorb and analyze that information because, you know, 1997, I was just a little wee bit like three-year-old or four-year-old at the time. (laughs) So like um, if I was watching that or my dad was watching that or something, uh, I wasn't taking in very much information. (laughs) But like I could totally imagine if I was my age back then, um, you know, we only had three Zelda games up until that point. Uh, video games are starting to become like a pretty big deal at that point. And, uh, you know, you're stepping into a new age. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Breath of the Wild, but back in, you know, 1997, just seeing that innovation, yeah. and the, the drastic change. I could imagine being so, so stoked you know, just as I was for Breath of the Wild in my own age. Yeah, very much so. That's uh, that's a pretty apt comparison, actually. Like, that really was the new frontier back then. And, like, yeah, I just, I went and rewatched the uh, the 1997 E3 beta footage, and it's so it's so wild. You're in the Spirit Temple, you've got Bigorn's Sword, you're fighting, like I said, like, a big Stalfos instead of the Iron Knuckle. Uh, there's, like, some random house that you go into, and it looks like there's this crazy lightning bolt that's in the middle of it it's it's wild you you owe it to yourself to go and to go and watch it um you know what for sure i would say i was debating if i wanted to include this or not and there's not really much else to say about it other than just mentioning it but i i feel like a low for me is e3 2003 for nintendo notoriously that was one of the worst e3s ever for nintendo i think that their big game that year was like pac-man vs or something like that but yeah it was rough but they mentioned they mentioned like very briefly uh, Four Swords Adventures, and th- it basically looked like this was a Game Boy Advance game that you needed to play on your on your GameCube, and they, it was very confusing. The messaging was very confusing, and I think that that I think that that was one of the reasons that that game really didn't take off the way that it could have or maybe should have. Um, the whole the whole reasoning and, and presentation behind it was was fairly lackluster. I'm not gonna say that was one of the biggest downs for Zelda ever because like you know at the end of the day that's kind of like it's almost like a side spin-off game, but you know it it could have been better. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely something I never saw or knew much about. So yeah, that's a that's a total bummer. <laughs> I guess it you know since a lot didn't really happen and it was very minor and kind of sucked. That's probably why it's not something that would pop out to me at all even today. Well, so I asked everybody over on Twitter, uh, what is your favorite E3 moments and what is your predictions for E3? We kind of got a mix of, uh, of both of them here, but um, one of them, uh, one of the answers that we got was from Jack Witty, and Jack said his favorite was Anuma running around New York City in 2013 to promote A Link Between Worlds. It was so fun, and learning more about A Link Between Worlds was awesome. I actually don't remember that at all. Um, and I don't know why I don't remember that. That seems like something that should stick out to me, but it actually is pretty fun. Like he linked us the video and like Aonuma is literally running around this city in New York. <laughs> it looks like he's having the absolute time of his life. He's got two dudes chasing after him and, uh, <laughs> he's like, he's doing, he's basically just doing a sightseeing tour, but it's, it's very, it's very fun, very charming, typical, you know, typical Nintendo charm. So that's worth uh, I love him yeah that's worth the watch he's he's so goofy like I I'm thinking also of the time when he was doing some promotion for Breath of the Wild and he's like out there in the snow and it has that master sword little mini statue figurine thing and he's like staring at it in wonder <laughs> he's just so goofy yeah so that's that was great um he's Jack says that their least favorite moment what else the disastrous 2011 Skyward Sword demo Hard to beat that moment, right? I guess yeah, beat as in low, get sure. get lower than that moment. Lower, yeah. Um, so we, Please don't get lower. <laughs> we got a lot of people, so Super Reaction Bros, uh, Rep, Eric, Gallagher, both said that their favorite moment was Breath of the Wild trailer from 2016, which, you know what, that's, uh, that's a pretty big moment from Zelda history. Uh, Skyform Anthony says his favorite Zelda memory was hanging out at a friend's house. He needed help getting through the dreaded water temple in Ocarina of Time. I beat it for him, and he asked me to save 50 times just to be absolutely sure. So that's that's pretty hilarious. Um, their prediction is uh, nothing nothing specific, but like they say that there's got to be some E3 stuff coming. And I feel like there, there does have to be some kind of E3 plan or something, right? Yeah. I, Jeez, I hope so. <laughs> I, I, you know, and as much as I totally want to see uh breath of the wild 2 and, and that unveiling and i think we will um i do want to see some more like you know i want to see some stuff like some different kind of uh i don't know different kind of things like like when mario had their 35th there was like jackets and blah 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 all, all kinds of stuff like that um that's true so yeah. i'm hoping for that uh hyrulean cookie says their prediction is age of calamity dlc drops the day of nintendo direct uh, I think that's a pretty safe prediction. We, we're both on the same page as that, right? Yes. Yep, 100%. That's why I've been replaying it, because I'm like, I'm getting, I've been 100%ing, finding everything so that I'm ready for the DLC. Kind of sad, but maybe makes a little bit of sense here. Also, uh, Hyrulean Cookie says, uh, a lot of 35th anniversary stuff is going to be really minor, and uh, they're going to repackage a lot of maybe what could have been for the 35th to the 40th anniversary, just due to real-world concerns. So, you know what? I, I could maybe see that. I hope yeah. not, though. Yeah, I hope not, too. It kind of feels like... It kind of feels... They did something pretty massive for, you know, 25th. I can't, I can't imagine them just skipping over, especially when they just did Mario, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, well, we also asked over on Discord... Uh, just thoughts, predictions, you know, favorite, least favorite, etc. Uh, Corey Richmond chimed in. If no Breath of the Wild 2 stuff is revealed or showcased, then we will get another update from Anuma telling us that we'll hear more information about it in a Zelda-specific direct coming later this summer. I could... So I could see that. I could definitely see that. Yeah. But... Me too. I feel like there's no way that we don't at least get a trailer for Breath of the Wild 2. So I, I could see... Uh, what I predicted is that we'll see Breath of the Wild 2 at E3. And I think that we're going to see it no matter what. If if it was just him coming on stage, or not on stage, but in the video and saying, like, we're not ready to show you Breath of the Wild 2 yet, but come back in a month and we'll have uh, Zelda Direct. I just don't see it. I don't see that happening. I think that there has to be a trailer for Breath of the Wild 2. 
potentially a subtitle reveal. I think that that I think that's got to happen. But I I could see that happening and what Corey is suggesting him saying like come back for more concrete information in a month time for a direct. Yeah, and that's fair. I just I have in the back of my mind that when he sh- uh showed us the Skyward Sword HD trailer, he said I have more news later this year. And you know that could be E3, but I just really doubt that it is. I just really doubt it. So I I feel more like what Corey is saying is is pretty accurate. Like, he'll be like, yeah, we're going to have a Zelda-specific Direct in a couple months. Well, so you know what their wording stuck out to me when Nintendo finally tweeted their E3 plans? Was it was like, um, it was like we're going to be showcasing games that are mostly coming out in the next, or I think in 2021 is what they said. And so I think the key word there was mostly. Because I think it's safe to assume that Breath of the Wild <sighs> 2 is not coming out in 2021. I mean, sometimes they are very, very particular about their words. They're super deliberate. That so that is a deliberate we'll choice see. of words, right there. Yeah. So I think it. I we'll think it see. could happen. Um, let's see. Let's see if anyone else had anything to add in. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, you know, after that, it was kind of speculation about if it was going to be a Zelda-specific direct or if it wasn't going to be a Zelda-specific direct. This is my thoughts. I feel like if they were going to do a specific Zelda 35th Direct, they would have done it in February when The Legend of Zelda actually came out. I feel like it's weird to do it like a Zelda Direct now. Maybe it's not weird, but it feels weird to me. It doesn't feel weird to just say, like, E3 is here. It's the biggest gaming showcase of the year with the most eyeballs on it. Let's just get our stuff in there. That feels, like, that feels right to me. Yeah, it is It is also kind of odd to wonder if there's going to be a Zelda-specific Direct, because I feel like there hasn't ever been a Zelda-specific Direct. Like, there's been the Mario and the Pokemons and the Smash and whatever, but I don't. I feel like we've never, aside from, you know, the Zelda-specific E3 in 2016, we've never had something that just focused on Zelda for 40 minutes in a Direct. So, right. I don't know, it's hard to say. Well, and in of the names that you just listed, so Pokemon has their own directs because it's the Pokemon company. It's not Nintendo specifically. Fair. Um, Fair. The the Smash directs I feel like are they're not directs necessarily in the same sense that we're talking about here. Like those are just like Sakurai showing us how to play a character that's already been revealed before. Okay. So I I, I don't know that I would include those either. And then yeah, like Mario got its own thirty fifth direct. And I could see that happening with Zelda. I just feel like if it was going to happen, it would have happened in February. Yeah, but maybe they, maybe it's because they didn't have the footage that they wanted yet or the news that they wanted yet, so they're holding off. Maybe. Uh, I mean, maybe. But, man, if they were going to do a... So think about this. So they did that general Nintendo Direct a couple months. Like, when was that? That was in February or, or March or something like that. March. So... Yeah, March, early March. If you were going to have a general Zelda Direct, wouldn't it make sense, again, to have it uh, take place and say, like, hey, Skyward Sword HD is announced and it's coming out this year. That's really cool. Because if they have it after E3, like, Skyward Sword is already out. Like, what else is like what else is there to show other than Breath of the Wild 2? Who, who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, it's so much fun speculating and we have like eight days and we're finally going to get our answers after two years. Eight days. Oh, and you can, uh, you can hang out with us on twitch.tv slash champions cast. Uh, you can hear our reactions after we won't be live during the presentation because, uh, we're going to be working because Nintendo likes to put their stuff in the middle of the day and there wasn't enough time <laughs> to book work off, but we are going to finagle uh, some reactions right after, and then that will be released later in the day, of course. Like I said, if you go to twitch.tv slash championscast and you click follow, you are going to be entered into a draw to win Champions Cast merchandise. What are you doing? Get over there right now. Go click follow. Everyone that is there is going to have an opportunity to win. Um, just let me let me know what shirt you want. I'll slide into your DMs. And then uh, we'll get you hooked up. And yeah, man, that's going to be eight days away. And that is coming up soon. Uh, no show again on on next Monday. But we're going to be live on the 15th. So I, I am so stoked for that. I, I can't believe 
It's finally here. It's been two years since last E3, but we're finally here. Yes, I'm excited for that too. And hey, uh, speaking of, once again, our Twitch channel and E3, you know, I think it's safe to say that whoever wins or loses our bets, you know, coming up with E3, the result where I have to stream Omega, uh, or I'm sorry, Omega, f- uh, <laughs> Metroid. Super, I'm so sorry. I was going to say the Omega podcast because that's that's what I hear from Andy all the time. Sorry, Super Metroid. I have to stream that. Or if Andy loses, he's going to be playing Triforce Heroes. So I will stream that with him as well. So I think it's safe to say that we will do that on the Twitch channel. Absolutely. We are going to do that. And that's going to be a great time. One more time. Twitch.tv slash championscast. Uh, we want to hear what your favorite and least favorite E3 moments over the years were as it pertains to Zelda, or maybe just as it pertains to Nintendo overall, uh, let us know over on uh, Twitter. I am at Spateri316. Allison is at Allison Aletha. And we uh, are now over, of course, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash championscast. So make sure that you are giving us a follow there. You can win some sweet swag. Uh, we will see you guys live for E3 next week until then we want you to subscribe over on podbean itunes spotify wherever you get your podcasts uh give us a sweet five-star review if you think that we have earned it by god we'll see you for e3 eight days away what is gonna happen nobody knows i'm pumped al's pumped i can't wait to see you guys then until then